Welcome everybody to the Total Therapy Training Podcast, where you accompany me on my very own journey through traditional Chinese medicine. It is the intention with this podcast to raise people's awareness of how traditional Chinese medicine can benefit us in our physical and mental well-being. We hope you enjoy the show. So welcome, Andy, to the Total Therapy Trading Podcast. How are you today? I am very well, Sarah. Thank you very much for inviting me. Excellent. It's amazing to have you here. Very exciting topic. So, Andy, today we're going to be speaking about tweener. Now, I have no idea what that is. All I do know is it is a form of massage. And from our initial chat, I was hooked. So I can't wait to dive into this with you. But first, Andy, tell us your story and how and why did you get into TCM? Okay, so um, uh, you could call it a, a story of, of perfect timing or synchronicities or coincidences, but I don't believe in coincidences. So um, it started actually 10 years ago around this time. So we're, we're, in, we're in the decade anniversary, which is a lovely time for this, for this call. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, was working as an environmental consultant in an office. And as part of my work, I did site work. And so I had to do first aid courses because I would oversee people. And so I had to be a first aider. So I went on to a first aid course. And for whatever reason, again, it, 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 perfectly with the story, I had woke up in the morning with an enormous knot in my neck. And I, I was in so much pain. So I sat there on this first aid course, which I'd done countless times. Um, and I was ratcheting at my neck and everything else. And there was uh, another person in the room who was Michelle, um, who we both know. And at lunchtime came around. So she came over and said, I noticed, you know, I noticed you were in a bit of pain. And, um, by the way, I do massage therapy because at that time, as, as, as Chris mentioned in, in his, um, in his interview, um, he was saying that they'd done some courses of tweener and cupping and various things on a smaller scale. And also, so Michelle had had the training in that. So the two of us sat there at lunchtime and um, she beat up my neck in <laughs> typical Tina fashion. Um, and we were discussing about, you know, it was, it was it's uncomfortable. You know, it, the tweener is a very strong massage, which we'll go into in a bit. So, you know, the look on my face wasn't exactly one of, of pleasure and, and, and happiness. It was a few grimaces. Um, but we, were t- we then started talking because there was the link between the martial arts. And so it was the conversation of that every, every sports person knows, every martial artist knows of, in order to make progress, you have to go through pain. In order to get to it to be easy and relax, you have to be uncomfortable to make the shift. So there's me sitting there with this grimacing pain on my, on my face, um, cause it was a very, very uncomfortable knot, not from what Michelle was doing, but from the knot, which was horrendous. Michelle with her elbow inside of my neck during a lunchtime and the rest of the people on the course looking at us as if to go, what the heck is going on? And that's talking about, yeah, pleasure, pain, it's great, you know, fantastic. And there's just a sea of confused people watching us. Um, so, so, so she beat my neck up and in, in Katrina fashion, PNF, and, you know, all the, all the techniques I now know, you know, very, 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 very well. And all my clients do. Um, my neck released and I felt fantastic the rest of the afternoon. Um, and I mentioned that I'd done martial arts. I've been a martial artist since I was about eight years old. I started with judo when I was a, a child in primary school. Um, 
I got picked on a little bit and I didn't, it's not that I wanted to beat up my bullies. I just wanted to not get hit and pushed around. I wanted to defend myself rather than retaliate. So I was a very defensive person. I always have been. Yeah. Um, so she mentioned the martial arts school and I, as I've done martial arts since I was eight years old, I was 30 at the time. So 22 years of, it's in the blood. It was just a part of me. It always has been and it will be. So uh, as we were leaving the course, she said, do you, want, you know, do you want to take my number? Do you want to take my card? At that point, there wasn't no TCM uh, around. It was only the small courses, but I was interested in the dojo. So I came along. She gave me Chris's number and I gave him a ring. And he, you know, welcomed me with open arms as he did and listened to my story and what I was passionate about. And I was training that week. Um, and all the fantastic things that, that the traditional dojo teaches, which is, you know, body movement, um, overcoming your fears. So yes, we use martial arts to, we train in martial arts, but the punching and kicking is second. It's the spirit. It's the person. It's the you. It's how you move your body. You know, you and I could do the same technique and we would do it differently because you're not a six foot four bloke. Um, <laughs> simple. Yeah, you can't do it my way, and I wouldn't, and I can't do it your way. But both of our ways would be effective. Both of our ways would overcome it. So it's all about individuality. What we what we call taijutsu. And after about a year of training, Chris um, unveiled this wonderful opportunity of the full TCM licentiate, so the three-year uh, diploma, um, if you like. So tweener, master's tweener, and the full three years of acupuncture, and asked. The students of the dojo if they'd be who would be interested in joining um and he was explaining the correlation between obviously in the martial arts we strike pressure points we do manipulations of joints we interact with the the, the spirit with the, with the person himself to in that respect to try and crush them to try and um overcome them um and he said well you can you kind of do all the same things but you do it for a constructive method so the martial arts, the destructive, the, the between the sides, the constructive, the yin and the yang, the, the positive and the negative, or if you want to put it in that way, of the same coin. So a beautiful, beautiful uh, parallel to the two. So you don't do anything that differently. You just don't do it as hard. <laughs> I see. So, and the techniques you can use to relocate a shoulder are the same techniques you use to dislocate a shoulder. So the techniques used to cause pain in a, in a pressure point or in a in a muscle done differently can release pain and release pressure and release blockages within the muscle so with this in mind and we were training in the martial arts uh, and also the taijutsu so tweener is incredibly powerful as a technique because it uses your entire body um if you, talk, if you hear about professional boxers they'll say amateur, amateur boxers punch with just the weight of their fist in their own yeah. so very very little power whereas a professional boxer punches with their entire body you punch from the feet Yes. Tweener is the same. And you get a lot of therapists and massage therapists where they get tired of tired thumbs and or tired wrists. And because they're doing everything from the small joints, from the hand, from the wrist, from the elbow, from the shoulder. Yeah. Whereas tweener, so in my case, I'm 85 kilos. I can use my 85 kilos with muscle acceleration in a, in that motion to generate huge amounts of power in either a punch or if I alter that technique into a massage technique. But it means I can be incredibly powerful and anybody can be incredibly powerful. So a, a 50, 60, 70 kilo person, well, I don't have the strength to do that. Well, if you're 50, even if you're a small part of 50 kilos, you generate that 50 kilos with muscle power 
over a relatively small place, you know, at the pad of a, a hand or two knuckles or the, or the side of a knuckle, you're going to produce a huge amount of power and pressure. Yeah. So tween, this is this is how going into sort of the depth of tweener, why tweener is so powerful and so effective. Because you use your whole body, you use your tide juice uh, to, to create that power and generate that. They, hand, they went hand in hand so beautifully um, of training in, in, in punches and strikes and kicks um, to, you know, palming and palm circles and body weight and pressure and pressure points and accu points just with the constructive sun. Um, so I followed on with the full year. We started uh, acupuncture from uh, acupuncture very early in the in the course because three years it takes three years to really learn that. And the tweener, foundation tweener, masters tweener, and then focused on the, the acupuncture in the third year. Mm-hmm. Um, very practical from day day one, from a hands on day one, so wanting to get physical um, practice. You know, doing massaging on on real life clients under the student license which we had in student insurance and if you're demonstrated a technique and you're shown a technique and you you, you um, can show the technique within class you're then signed off to do that technique on people um so we did so from week one i was doing massage on on various people in my family and i had a, i had an, a lot of not fair to say broken people but people who were not in a state of great health physical emotional mental and everything else and so this was a great opportunity for me because i really wanted to help them yeah. um and now i actually had the tools and ability to do it rather than just going oh they're there here you go have a cup of tea or i'm here for you you know to physically make a difference in their lives um through this these techniques so, so it was incredibly empowering for me that I could, yes i'm actually <laughs> contributing to society rather than you know, goodwill and goodwill and, and tea. Um, and there's nothing wrong with goodwill and tea. Don't get me wrong. But equally, if someone has a sore neck and they can't sleep, or they just stressed and they're in pain, and to sit there with them, not feeling that you can help, is incredibly disempowering. Yes. Whereas if you can sit there with a person and go, "I can help you with this. Let me help you. Let me help you sleep. Let me help me move. Let me help you move. Let me help you." walk and talk and do whatever the things you want to do um in comfort relaxation so it's a very selfish thing i do this for a very selfish reason because i love people who uh, stagger into our clinic can't walk up the stairs make horrific noises coming up the stairs and literally skip down the corridor um usually usually what uh, uttering various various um swears and curses at how how wonderful it was which <laughs> we always like to do. it's always nice to do. yeah um so yes yeah, so three years of the of the uh the licentiate so i say uh, foundation tweener uh, master's tweener acupuncture but because we were learning everything it was like being hit by a tcm brick so we did we did cupping in the weekends we did gua sha we did bloodletting we did moxibustion we did battlefield acupuncture we did nada um we did oh gordon bennett you know it's things that half the time i can't even remember them because Chris just downloaded the scary thing is probably in about 50% of what he actually knows at us, which is scary because you've got like, you know, the heads exploded. We, we, we were a couple of times with the, by Sunday, we just sat there like zombies and going, God, I can't process this amount of information. And he's still, Chris is still warming up. I know. <laughs> this is the easy stuff. So, I mean, what's lo- what's lovely for me is I, I totally appreciate it now. So going back now as an as a teaching instructor, um, 
sitting in on the acupuncture course and I sat in on the early stage of the acupuncture course and there was all these wide eyes and amazing, this is fantastic, I can't believe it. And I sat there and went, that's the basic stuff. This is, <laughs> it's, the, it's the top of the pyramid, the, the top of the, the iceberg. And, going, and I, I said to Chris afterwards, I said, yeah. I said, yeah, I know. <laughs> that's the base, that's the simple stuff. Then you, know, then you start getting down into the real amazing things. And Wow. So very, very cool. So on that note then, let's get into it. Let's talk about Tweener. What is it? We know it's a massage, but you're going to tell us what it really is and what can it be used for? Okay. So uh, Tweener translates as pushing and pulling. The main difference between Tweener and most other massage therapies, Indonesian included, is that it works across the muscle pants. It works across the body. So the majority of massage that most people have, Swedish being the most common, um, work down the muscle length. So if you're working down, down your arm or down a leg, you start from the joint, you work along in the line of the muscle, and you work down to the next joint. Okay. The difficulty with that is that you only stretch a relatively small amount. Obviously, you get pressure, so you're doing vertical, and then you're, doing, you're stretching downwards, so you're getting lateral, but you're only massaging in two planes. Tweener works the third plane. So you work horizontal. So you get a third dimension of stretch across the muscle band in the you know, opposite direction, uh, the, the perpendicular uh, direction, which gives huge, huge stretches in the muscles. Um, all done safely. So you use the, the, the person's body weight. So as you start to press, press and take up the slack of the muscle, the body will start to rock. That's the point when the muscle reaches its maximum capacity. And so even though you're doing very, very strong techniques to the limit of that muscle's range, you don't overexert. So you don't hold them down, pin them down, and then really whack the power in. And we've already said you can produce a huge amount of power. You let the body tell you when it's reached its capacity. And then you, you stretch it a little bit more and you stretch it a bit more. We, we work on pain scores, zero being nothing, 10 being excruciating. And we want to, if we, did, if we worked with the twos and the threes, the low levels, it's like being tickled. It's like being stroked. If we work the eights, nines, and tens, you know, we're, we, we have the potential to do, could afford to cause severe discomfort, which is going to make you tense and you're going to not come back. So we work in the middle range, but we push the comfort boundaries and we push the range. But by doing that, you push the relaxation of the muscle and the, the, um, uh, the ability for that muscle to stretch and the length of that muscle stretches. So people get huge, huge results very, 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 very quickly. You can do, a from from day one you can do a tweener straight out of the course and be incredibly effective more so than the majority of massage therapies that people go to because of the depth and the strength and the power and the angles and the releases that you can get. Oh my God. Um so it's about two and a half thousand three years three thousand years old as Chris was saying with, with TCM in general uh, modern TCM as it is now. Um it's um, it's a strong technique. It's it is designed to be strong, designed to be effective. Um, it's one of the three main massage uh, styles within the world. So tweener, uh, Chinese, Indonesian, and Thai, which is stretching. Um, but because they are so old, they all sort of interrelate. So even though Thai will do a lot more stretching, they will have some uh, tweener-esque techniques. Indonesian may steal a little bit, and tweener steals a little bit. Um, in the modern analogy, we are equivalent to osteopaths, chiropractors, and physiotherapists. Right. So people say, are oh, you a bit like a chiropractor? Chiropractors generally work on, on the spine. Osteopaths work on joints. Physiotherapists generally work on muscles. 
But the problem is because they all have a specialization, they miss out on something else that might be causing a problem. So someone goes to a chiropractor with a spine problem and a chiropractor, 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 chiropractor releases the vertebrae. Yes. Or an osteopath releases the joint. And they're fantastic at it. They see more bones and they do more joint work than I in a day than I do. But unfortunately, very often, and in my experience, the majority of the times, the cause of that is muscular. So you can release the bones and release the joint, but if the muscles are still tight, it pulls it right back out of place. So by integrating the muscle release with the joint release, with the bone release, the problem goes. There is no, I'll see you in two weeks. There is no, you know, come back in six months. Um, you never see them again. And that's how it should be. Um, because you've got to get to the root of the cause of the problem, which is very often muscular. And we, you know, going into the more complex stuff, um, uh, curvature of the spine, prolapsed discs, um, muscular cause. If you don't treat the muscles, you're just going to continue having the problem. And you can do anything you like for the disc or anything you like for, for the nerves and anything you like for other for the joints. But if you're not caught, if you're not fixing the problem, then you're not fixing the problem. Will it just return back to that pain? Say if you fix the, the disc or whatnot, but you haven't fixed yeah. the muscle, will it just come back? Wow. Yes, because the, because the fundamental cause of the... So if you took, take a disc example, now a disc is, is generally treated with, with electroacupuncture, but it's a good analogy to use. So the client feels pain on the nerve. The nerve is being pressed by pressure on the disc, which is being squeezed out of one side of the vertebrae because the vertebrae are at a funny angle. But that's where most people stop. Mm-hmm. Why is the vertebrae being why is the vertebrae being compressed on one side more than the other? Because the muscles on that side are tighter. Right. So all of the other things are symptoms. The the the, the vertebrae being angled is a symptom. The disc being compressed is a symptom. The nerve being pressed on is a symptom of tight muscles. You could even say, if you want to go into the emotional side, the tight muscles are a symptom of uh, an emotional tension or an external source from external cause. So the muscle tension may not even be the cause, but it is certainly the, fir- the, the first cause, with, the first physical cause within the body that can be treated and should be treated. <sighs> wow. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. So, so in, in that in that respect, following on from that, so um, Trina treats muscles, joints, bones, tendons, ligaments, organs by doing the physical massage in the area, and because of the strength that you do it, you are palpating the kidneys, you are you know pressing on the lungs, you are squeezing and squashing the, the liver and the spleen and the stomach and the indig- and the digestive system. We actually have a a specific stomach massage, um, which massages the small intestine or the organs and the large intestine specific techniques that go around the large intestine fantastic clearing out emotions and constipation and all sorts of things from that one and you hear the gurgles and people then sort of rush off to the loo afterwards yeah uh, on occasion <laughs> it gets things moving that's what it's for it's a creating movement wow um and yeah so um so uh, where do we get to? Where do we get to? There? Yes, that is that is. I suppose Tweener in a, in a small nutshell, as much as you can. Yeah. 
I've got a question though. So you know, originally you were saying that you, when you did the Taijutsu and you learnt, you know, when you say you punch, you punch from the feet, as in boxing and things like that. And then you were saying um, with tweener, it comes from the feet. So explain that a little bit then. Okay. Um, probably the easiest one. So I actually wrote a, I actually wrote a short seminar on, it's called How to Open a Door. Okay. The reason being is most people in the day-to-day world move very inefficiently. They don't use their body efficiently. They sit inefficiently. And I'm not saying improperly, inefficient. So the majority of people, when they sit, they use their muscles. When they walk, they use their muscles for the majority of their work. Um, when they, when they, when they're moving, when they're in, interacting with a door, for example, they use, um, muscles and usually small muscles. What they don't use is their skeleton. So when we stand and when we sit, the structural part of our body, the bit that's meant to hold us up, is our bones. But if you slouch, your bones can't work because your skeleton is, your, your spine is curved and you collapse. So, skele- so slouching is actually very inefficient because your muscles are doing the work and you're, because your bones can't. Right. Um, and so, for example, so opening a door, if you walk towards a door with your arm bent and you then apply pressure to the door handle and then push with your arm, you are only using, just like with a, 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 an inefficient boxing punch, you're only using the power of your, your wrist, your forearm, your bicep, tricep, and your shoulder to open that door. Yeah. But what happens if that door is locked? Your arm collapses, you walk straight first, head first into it, and it hurts. Yeah. If, however, you straight you straighten your arm so your arm is, is straight so the structure goes from your, your wrist to your elbow to your shoulder, and then you walk towards that door with, an, with a straight arm out, you are you are driving the door from your core, from your center, from your from your body. So your whole body weight is being used, driven by your legs or accelerated by your legs through that door. What's even more fun is if the door is locked, all that happens is you stop. Yeah. Because there is no collapse because your your bones are aligned, your your, your joints are aligned within your arm, and you just stop dead. Um, or in the case of one of our guys who tried this and fired it, he fired it a little bit too fast and went through a it was a glass door. And he, he, uh, one of my martial arts guys, and he, he applied the structure, he applied a bit of force, he just accelerated very slightly, but the door warped. And so the, the metal bent faster than the door could open, and the glass in the door shattered. Oh my God. <laughs> so, okay, he's a builder. He said, don't worry, I'll fix it. All right. But, but he, he, used, he used structure, he used taijutsu with a bit of acceleration in a very short space of time. So, who may know the Bruce Lee one inch punch principle? Um, but he did it. He moved the door so quickly in very, very small place that the door, the door, the glass door shattered. Um, right. but that's Tajitsu. That's Tajitsu. But we don't, if, if one of the things I love doing within the Jiu-Jitsu and within the tweener, and I did, I had a, a ridiculous thing when I first started. I was doing chair races and I was getting people to do tweener techniques and drive people across the room on their chair because wow. you can't do that using small muscles. You have to use the big muscles. You have to drive from the legs, accelerate from the chest. You have to use your skeleton, use your structure. But that makes you incredibly powerful, incredibly effective, and incredibly efficient because you're actually lazy. Because I'm just rocking my 85 kilo body back and forward. So without doing anything else, you're getting 85 kilos into your muscle. That's huge pressure. Wow. All I have to do is lean on you. But I'm doing nothing because I'm just, I'm, you set the structure, set the skeleton, you know, like, like, a, like a scaffolding pole. You know, you just set as a solid pole and you just lean on it. And it goes, wow, my God, that's, that's powerful. What are you doing? It's like, just, just having a rest, you know, 
cup of tea, maybe you know, might read a book. There's no effort to it. Oh my God. Oh my God, we waste so much energy. <laughs> we do. Because if we, the way we stack, because so people who, who you know, we're told these, these crazy sitting postures um, with, this, with a curved spine, we need that, we need that S curve of the spine. But it doesn't support, it's not necessarily most efficient. If you stack your spine vertically, um, your body, your head sits on your shoulders. Your shoulder weight is carried and redistributed down to your spine. Your spine goes like an iron rod. It's redistributed around the hips and around the pelvis, which then is transmitted down the femur and down the leg bones into your feet. So when you stand up straight, you should only feel pressure in one place, in the heels of your feet or the balls, depending if you're leaning. So the only place you feel muscle tension and pressure should be the heels of your feet. But I challenge 90% of people listening to this to stand up straight and say, I bet they'll have tension in their lower back because they'll be arching it. Or they'll have tension in their abs because they're sucking it in. Or they'll have tension in their shoulders or in their neck because some part of them is curved and they're having to use muscles to hold themselves up instead of their skeleton. That's amazing. I'm going to be, I'm just thinking about how I stand now. And I do, I have pain in my lower back. So in the, in the arch of your lower back, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So the great thing is you can fix that incredibly quick, incredibly easily if you learn how to tilt and, tilt and pivot your pelvis just by rotating your pelvis backwards. So make sure your knees are below your hips. Lift your, hit your bum up a little bit when you're sitting position. So drop your knees down without changing your chair. Mm-hmm. And then rotate your pelvis. You'll find that go all the way back and you'll feel it come into your abs. Yeah. You're halfway in between and you'll find a point where you'd feel it neither in your abs nor in your back. That is when your spine is straight uh, or straight. Wow. So it's incredibly easy to fix. Yeah, we just don't know yeah, people how People don't to... know how to. Exactly. People aren't taught, aren't taught it. They aren't told it. Oh, my God. And these, these, these DSC structural things around school. So, again, I used to work in the office. Everyone's like, well, it has to be within that elbow range, within that zone around. No, that's a terrible place to put it because you never reach out with your shoulder. You never expand and use your big muscles. Everything comes from the wrist and from the elbow. So what do people get? RSI and carpal tunnel and then the frozen shoulder because they don't move it for eight hours a day, you know, 40 hours a week. Put your phone out of reach. Put your cup of tea out of reach. Put your mouse further away from you. Move your keyboards. You have to expand it. Then suddenly you're moving your shoulder muscles, your back muscles, your chest muscles, your hips, your waist. And you're doing all this all the time. And these little tiny fine tuning muscles around the hands and wrists aren't getting, aren't doing all the work. They're doing what they're meant to be doing. It's the fine tuning. The big muscles are doing the work, and you'll find you're just just doing that will improve your your um, efficiency in the day and and reduce your tiredness and yeah, your energy. Well, who knew? There you go. <laughs> I didn't think we'd go down that route, but here we are. <laughs> Anybody wants to tell that? So how? So I use the, the door analysis is a lovely one to do because most people open doors inefficiently, and I say the, the hilarious thing is if that door is locked or they're pushing a pull door. Um, they uh, they automatically just walk into it because the structure is pulled. If you change the structure, you never have that problem and you can suddenly open doors. But if you really try to push against something, okay, have a think in your mind's eye. When when you've had a time where you really had to push something or someone or you've really tried to drive, how have you done it? Where have you taken that power from? I would bet it's not just from your hands. And you watch a child do it. Always watch a child do the work. Always watch a child do some exercise. And even if you watch child hit, children hit, they don't swing from the arm. They swing from the whole body and the whole body whacks in. Children's Taijitsu is beautiful. We just unlearn it because we're told how to throw with an arm. We're told how to um, breathe from our chest rather than from our diaphragm. You watch a baby breathe, they breathe from the diaphragm. Oh 
We're told, we're taught, take a nice deep breath in through your lungs. No, take a nice, nice deep breath in through your belly, through your diaphragm. Wow. So we're, we're taught such inefficient ways of standing, walking, moving, breathing, completely disempowers people. So the majority of the population believes that they are weak, that they are incapable, that they you know, can't get a deep enough breath and they just can't do simple things. They can. They're incredibly powerful. A 60, 70 kilo person may feel that they're weak or, or less. But I've taught small people and they can throw, and you know, so I, was, I, was, I, I am 85 kilos, I was probably, I've been 90 to 100 kilos. They can still throw me across the room if they use their technique, if they use their taijutsu, if they use their skeleton and their structure properly. They can lob me across the room and they've done it many a times and it's really scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But they're not, power, they're not powerless, they're not weak. They're just inefficient and they don't know how to move their body properly. This is bonkers. It's blowing my mind even more. Oh, my God. Right. This is why I love the human body. Yeah. It's, and and even, even deeper, let's get into the emotional side of tweener because this, again, just it just blows my mind. So please explain how trauma gets stored in the body and how does tweener release it? Okay. So the the mechanics of it are are not hundred percent certain or known. Some people say that you you store your emotions within your muscles. Some people say just with energy within the body. Sometimes some say it's within the organs. Some say it's within the heart. All of them have an element of truth that we haven't yet gotten down to the root of it. But if you think of it in energetic terms, um, so a bit of let's do a little, little bit of basic laws of physics um energy is neither created nor destroyed it is merely transformed so when you feel in a moment of passion a moment of anger a moment of joy a moment of excitement you feel that within your body and on the majority of times we express it in a certain way we shout we yell we scream we cry we flail we flap whatever but how many times in your life have you had a moment of uh fear anxiety anger um joy even that you yeah joy is actually joy is a good one to include because sometimes you might be happy about something but you've not been allowed to express it you've been told you shouldn't can't wouldn't or you haven't felt able to or you haven't let yourself because of whatever reason you still feel that emotion you still feel that energetic um rush through your body but you don't express it so where does it go yeah where does it go? So, and the concept is that it, it, it stays within the body as uh, it creates blockages. It creates, it's, you know, as you stopped it from going out, you've held it somewhere. And you've held it somewhere within the body and it's stuck there and it creates a blockage. It creates stagnation. It creates inflammation. It creates heat. It creates pain. Um, and there are key areas of the body that have direct correlations to certain energetic concepts. So, our day-to-day -day responsibilities, the burdens that we shoulder will feel within our shoulders. If you have someone in your neck, in, in your life, who describes a pain in the neck, I would back, I would put money. If you say, oh, I had a real pain in my neck, I would put points, I would bet money that you they have a pain in your neck. Um, oh my God. I'm not joking. If you have a pain in the ass as well, it's still there. And <laughs> I'm not joking, I'm not joking. Because we do this, we do this as a joke. We, we as, a, as, a, as a semi-serious diagnostic, it is a diagnostic, but we say it within... With a joking way within clinic, we're massaging the neck, going, 
because um, the left and right side of the body also relate to the, the male on the right side, correlating obviously with the uh, the left side of the brain. Um, they're very um, diagnostic, very straight, very now, 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 go, go side, the male side, as opposed to the left side of the female, the right side of the brain being the more artistic, the more emotional type of side. So physically, if you have a knot on your left-hand side, so if I had a knot on my left-hand side, it would suggest that I have a, there is someone or something in my life related to my female aspect or a woman in my life that I would describe as a pain in the neck. But we do this in, in clinic and they go, have you got a woman in your life called a pain in the neck? <laughs> yeah. It's like, and they don't say anything, but the initial, they're like, I'll take that as a yes. Yeah. They have an emotional tension. In, in serious sense, they have an emotional tension or very likely have an emotional tension related to a female in their life. So again, you can relax the knot and massage the knot. But if you don't start talking about why they consider that person to be a pain in the neck, you'll never get rid of the cause. And they'll keep getting that knot back and back and back and back again. This so neck and, sh neck and shoulders are sort of the day-to-day -day stuff, um, the responsibilities that we carry. Between the scaps is the emotional center, so relationships um, with people, ourselves, our job, our house, our car, you know, everything else, a relationship within our lives. And then going lower down, you go into older issues and money and those kind of things. Um, those are the, the, the kind of the bog standard basics. You can get some real um, odd ones where pains in the right hip and right knee. This was, uh, this was developed by another lady over in America. Pains in the right hip and the right knee can be about stepping forward into your future. There are fears and you're not sure where to step because the right side is also your future side. You're not sure where to step, where to go. You're unsure. So you're hovering causes pain in the right hip because your, your foot is waving around waiting to place. Your left leg, your left hip, your left knee is about one foot in the past, unable to or unwilling to step forward into the present. Oh and your people, people still listen to are going, I can relate to that one. That's so yes, you can go and get treatment for your right hip and your right knee, but until you face the emotional cause of it, you'll never get rid of it. I'm sitting there thinking, is that why I've got a pain in my left shoulder when I'm in ET? Because <laughs> it's a female emotion. <laughs> so, yes, so for a female, so the female yourself, it'll either be something related to yourself. Um, and it can still be related to yourself and a female in your life, because especially if it's a relationship side, um, it can be related to how you, your relationship with yourself about how you acted at the time or didn't act at the time. And then relationship with the person about how they acted or didn't act at the time. You've just answered it. <laughs> There's always two sides to an argument. It, it, no one person is right. No one person is wrong. Both are both have a fair and equal perspective. So if you're arguing or if you have an objection with how you reacted at the time, because your conscious mind says you shouldn't do that, or you or no, sorry, somebody told you you shouldn't do that and couldn't do that, and that's not how you're supposed to behave. That's not how you're supposed to interact. You'll be out fighting with yourself. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, but you did. Yeah. It's the question of why did you and what was that reaction and what was the defense mechanism? And we're going to the whole ET concept about the why. But yes, you can have objections with yourself and that will manifest on that side um, as well. But back to back to Trina, so the massaging. So within ET, with emotional therapy, for those who aren't familiar with it, obviously we talk. We express and we go digging. But ET is like tweener, verbal tweener. Okay. You start welling up. You start going to the motion. But oh, that's a really painful bit. 
right, that's where we need to be. That's the knot. That's the cause. That's the that's the root. Just like you would in massage, you stick your, that's the bit you stick your elbow in. Gently, kindly, with, with, with you know, with love. <laughs> and allow them to release it. But there's no difference between emotional twin and talking about it and going, let's just go over that bit again. Let's just talk about that bit more. I'm here for you if you need it. There's a tissue if you want it. I'll go and go, go drink water. But this is where the crux is. So the value with going there, going towards the pain, you'll hear that a lot. Um is infinite value because the pain is where the problem is, where the root is, where the blockage is. So within Tweener, we go towards the pain. Tell me where's a seven. Let's get to a seven. Okay, but you press on it. You, you stimulate the body. You stimulate movement within the body. You make the body let go and the mind and the muscle releases, the knot releases, the pain releases. But in many cases, so does the emotion. Oh the early days when I was doing a shoulder massage on a lady, and she went from crying, laughing, screaming at me, like rage, just from her shoulders. None of them were at me. I was the trigger. I was the catalyst. I was the, the person doing the release. It, those are all emotions that she had held in her body from her past that was being allowed to be released and created a movement so it can suddenly be released. Um, fantastic one. So it's slightly more acu acupressure and acupuncture. So again, we use pressure points as well as muscles. And I was massaging and practicing my acupoints on the heart moving in the wrist. So the wrist is a massive emotional center. Um, so with the, the energy center relates to all the, the nerves or the organ associations relate to the lung, the pericardium, and the heart and the inner wrist. Mm -hmm. Um, which goes on to we talk about people with um, so-called so self-harmers scratching at that area. Anyway, I was massaging on these the points on this lady's wrists, yeah. and I worked on one, and she went, "Oh, really? Want to hit you? Like proper <laughs> aggression?" I carried on massaging it. She went, "Oh, yeah, it's gone now. It's gone." <laughs> went to the next point. Went to the next point. She looked and went, "It's back." <laughs> oh my god. But again, it wasn't me. It was just a couple of, it was, it was, I was palpating on points related to the heart and the heart, so the heart, suddenly something released, it felt, the person felt vulnerable. We don't like feeling vulnerable. We have a, we have a phrase in the school, anger overrides fear. We don't like feeling vulnerable. So what do we do? We get the fists out, we get the fisticuffs out, we go, oh, get off. You're making me feel vulnerable. You know, get away from me. Um, so this is kind of, and this is, this happens a lot. You know, we get shouted at a lot. We get cried on a lot we have tissues all around the, the clinic and um, people feel empty but they feel empty because they've gotten rid of emotions and stagnations and blockages that they carry for potentially decades yeah and then they feel empty great you're empty because you're empty of what was the stagnant gunk at the bottom of the barrel yeah. now you can fill it with the joyful things with the things you want with the with the, the happiness with the the life you want to live because you're no longer weighed weighed down by carrying, dragging along. I used an analogy once of a, someone carrying a trolley full of pain and all the people that they hated, and every now and again, they just turn around and shout at it. And they said, well, let go of the trolley. Yeah. Right, but we yeah. don't know how to. Sometimes, we, sometimes we, we don't know how to because we've carried it for so long. It's a part of us. So treatments like Tweener um, can help to identify the pain points and then encourage and help the client to release. We can't release the muscles. All we do is press the points and learn the 
used with the, the tools and skills and techniques to enable the client to let those go. You could come to me and have a tweener treatment and refuse to relax, refuse to let go, refuse to cry, refuse to talk, um, and walk out doing, well, that was a whole waste of time. It just, there was nothing happened. But that wasn't necessarily anything to do with me. That was because you didn't allow it. That's that. I was going to ask that question. And on that note, say, for instance, if somebody, because you know a lot of people, they've got trauma in their lives and they can't remember a certain part of childhood. Say, for instance, if someone didn't know what to expect and you were massaging along and you were to touch on that point, would it release them without them knowing what it is? It, it, um, yes and no. Um, it might release something so-called without their permission without their conscious permission because they've been consciously holding that in the only reason they have that pain in that area is because they've not been consciously willing to go towards that pain and go towards that root cause you step towards it it gets a bit painful or oh, don't like that yeah. and so we ha- I have we have had a couple of occasions where I manipulated on points and I've had deep and meaningful conversations with them so it's not like I've jumped it on them and it's all blown up and suddenly suddenly um but I did have one lady who Slightly sniffing out of print. I didn't. I didn't want to do that. And yeah, it's it's fair enough. People aren't necessarily ready to deal with it. But equally, we we do our best to have that conversation with them to help them understand that it is there because they are holding it. That is there because they are not processing and not facing it. And there's amazing value between over something like ET. So I can have a deep and meaningful, a very deep and meaningful conversation with a client in the ET way, in my hypnotherapy way, without doing an ET in a hypnotherapy session. Right. Because I'm just doing a massage, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just doing a massage, and you're having a lovely chat, and you're letting things out. Oh, I didn't, I, I don't, but it's not, it's not the confrontational one-on-one, or the so-called, or the perception of a confrontational one-on-one face-to-face conversation. It's just a massage. Wow. So I don't get that many ET clients, but I get a lot of massage. Yeah. But um, in in answer to your second part of your question, which is, and then not knowing what it is, generally speaking, as soon as you press on a point, and this is this is this is the fun thing, as soon as you press on a point that relates to a trauma, that person will know intimately what it is, to the point, to the day, to the age, to the moment, to the person. They may not like to admit it, but they will very likely know exactly where where they got where that came from and when that came from. Wow. This is this is wizardry. This really is. Yeah, <laughs> the wizardry. The wizardry is the fun where we tune in as therapists and we tune in and connect to our clients. The wizardry is when we know where it comes from without them telling us. What? <laughs> really? It's all right. It's all right. That, that's 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 one of the. It's a high, it's a high level thing. Don't worry about it. It's it's uh it's when you press on a point. It's being able to intuit um various things. And we when you when you do connect with your client at a very deep level, which we, we are trained to do and we aim to do, is you 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 can pick up on the intuition of, you know, what happened when you were 16, what happened when you were 12, what happened, you know, this is related to your... I had a lady at the NEC and I was massaging both of her scaps, her shoulders were tight. Um, and I was massaging her, her left scap. And so have you got... Is, is your daughter okay? She's sort of, you know, head whipped around. like, no, but how did you know that? And then I managed to intuit the name. So it's a little bit freaky, but it was great fun. She, she, her, she, her head nearly span off, off her, off her shoulders. I'm not surprised. Um, 
And then I went to the other side and said, your son's got problems too. And she went, no, you've got to stop now. <laughs> but it, it's not anything mystical. It's just we all have an intuition. We all have our the so-called sixth sense. We all have the ability to do these things. We all know. We all pick up the phone a millisecond before someone rings us. We all think about a friend and then you see them walking down the street. Yeah. Everyone's doing it. No such thing as coincidences. Yeah. Synchronicities or spirit or angel or not angels. Um, uh, intuition, sorry. Um, everyone has that ability. But as a therapist, you and you learn to do it. You can go, well, that's exactly where the point is, and that happened when you were twelve. Or I feel, or what what happened when you were twelve, and then you just see them burst into tears because you've got to the core, to the crux, to the the heart of the matter. And there is, you know, all the defenses that they put up over the decades are just bypassed. All of the uh, insecurities, all the all the protections are just completely a waste of time. This is this is amazing. It's making me I think. Mean, sorry, it's making yeah. me think people who struggle with going to talk in therapies and stuff should come and try this because if they can go and let themselves go a little bit, they could do some amazing work without even really going through the hardship of talking. And they they don't have to talk. The advantage is the talking is a modality to allow them to create change, but they don't have to talk. If they are willing to let go and relax the tension, then even if they just lie there and cry or lie there and laugh, um, I had one myself. I was driving down. I was driving down the A14, and I was tears pouring down my face. And I had a conversation with myself, saying, "I know I'm releasing. I know this is good, but it's slightly inconvenient because I can't see where I'm going." <laughs> and it shifted within that absolute second. It shifted to hysterical laughter. Because it's still a release. You've heard of, of what do they call it, primal screaming, laughter therapy. They are a way, and what, when you talk to people, they always say the same story. You start off doing a mundane kind of ha, 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 but with the intent of releasing and letting things out. And at some point, they just turn into belly aching, painful, tear-streaming laughter. They may not even know why or where it came from, but they are allowing themselves to release, to let go. And a massage is just another way to do that because if you are willing to let go of the muscles, if you're willing to go towards the pain, if you're willing to to face those pain points and allow them to be let out, that's why you have to trust your therapist because you're literally you're bearing your soul to them potentially. Yeah. Then you can um, have the have that release um, within a session, and then you go home and write it down. You don't have to say a word if you don't want to. As long as you are allowing release and creating movement, creating change, which is what we trigger and what we catalyze, it's up to you to do it. But no, you don't have to talk at all if you don't want to. Amazing. So amazing. Okay, on that note, you've told us a few, but maybe tell us of a success story you've had with Tweena. What happened? Okay. Um, ooh, I've had some... Some of the fun ones are the quick fixes. Um, so we get a lot of injuries where the limitation of movement or the pain is psychosomatic. So they they had an injury, no no doubt about that. They had an injury, they had a pain, and they said, "Oh, I." Their brain said, "If you move that shoulder, it will hurt." So they went, "Okay." In order to because your brain's just trying to protect you. Your brain's kind of like your friend; it's just a slightly overprotective one. <laughs> Don't move that arm, or it might. Or if you move your arm, it might hurt. So they say, okay, I will stop moving my arm. It's great. So the body repairs itself. The body fixes itself. 
but you never challenged the preconception of moving your arm equals pain. You just accepted it. You just went along with it, especially people who have, you know, slings for six weeks. You, you see those people for weeks and months afterwards. When they stop doing anything, they will subconsciously put their hand exactly back to where it was in the sling. There's no sling. There's no, there's no, the arm isn't broken or the arm isn't, there's no issues with the arm, but they'll put it back exactly where they had it. So with these ones, these are great because you wave them. You effectively, you, you, there is a way to release the mental control and mental limitation of that movement. Um, and the results, are, you can get results in, in minutes. So I had a lady and she, she couldn't move her arm above 90 degrees. And I only had 20 minutes. I was doing a, um, a charity event. So I did this release. I did this technique. And within that 20 minutes, she had a, she get her arm vertical. There was never a problem. There was never a, a restriction. There was never a muscle limitation. There was a mental limitation. So between us, we broke the brain. We reprogrammed her with the, new, with the correct program that says her range of motion is actually vertical. And for the rest of that day, every time I saw her, she did a big arm wave at her uh, and relaxed her. Um, what was hilarious is her other friend was was massively stressed. She had so many things. You know, she's the kind of person that we would see for six or seven sessions and work through the process. It's like, I've got 20 minutes. What can I do with this? So I did between a head massage, which is our one true, fully relaxing technique. The others are relaxing because you release and you relax muscles. The head technique is is just that one is magic it's great it knocks you out <laughs> so i did the, i did the tween a head massage on her and there's one friend who's dancing around the room like a loon waving around her hair. and her <laughs> friend sitting there comatose like a zombie on the sofa just with this goofy you know half semi you know accustoned look on her face just mm, okay I feel. but the, the contrast between the two of them was, was, was just so beautiful but both were from tweener and both were in 20 minutes so wow. both of those were are fully possible and quick fixes, but they're lovely to do. Uh, de-stress and break the brain um, or reprogram the brain um, are amazingly quick to do and incredibly effective. Uh, as far as the big ones go, um, scoliosis of the spine. I had a lady come in, which again, it was a muscular issue. So the, the spine curves laterally because the muscles on one side are tighter than they should be and they pull the spine over. So the treatment for that is not surgery. You can just relax the muscles on that side and allow the spine or encourage the spine to straighten up. Um, we normally would use cupping for that. It's a, it's a far more effective technique to use cupping with, with that. But this woman didn't like cups, so I had to do it with my bare hands. <laughs> so I was busy straightening her spine and preparing her spine with my bare hands. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't, couldn't get her to vertical because she, she, she decided to stop her sessions because she was holidays and cars and clothes and everything else. But that's her choice. Yeah. Um, we did have another lad who had spent 20 odd years playing computer games. So he had a very, very pronounced hump in his back and a curve. Um, within four sessions, managed to get him pretty much vertical. There was a bit left there, but he, he, he was so pain free and significantly taller than he, than he was when he came in. Um, but we did that within four sessions again. So straightening, we can do, we can, we can curve, we can solve curved spines in any direction relatively quickly. That's great! Oh my god, because there's a lot of talk. Most of those things, that. most of those things need surgery. So, or, or they say you need surgery, or pins, or rods. Yes. But again, it doesn't solve the problem. The problem was muscular. Yeah. His yeah. muscles had he tightened in his chest. He'd gotten to the habit of sitting in a stoop 
His muscles had shortened at the front, were overstretched at the back. He was also a laborer, so he lifted you know, fridges and cabinets and things, so everything was tight. Um, so we just relaxed the muscles and released the muscles that, that were forcing him forwards and encouraged, <laughs> encouraged the spine back to its normal um, position. But the body's all capable of doing it, and it was only it was say gentle. I think I walked on him walked on him once, but uh, he he was fine with it. So. It's a, a floor routine that we do in in tween. It's it's a fully legitimate. I'm not just walking on the guy for the hell of it. It's uh, one of our routines as a floor routine. <laughs> but that's amazing because like a lot of people, especially tall people, you find that, don't you? And like I'm sure some people think that it can't be fixed, but that's amazing. No surgery either. It's just literally yeah. massage. Yeah. Uh, so we can link to the emotional side as well. I ha um, there's a lady at the moment, and she was stooped. So when you, when, when people feel emotional, when people feel sad, what position do they curl up into? The fetal, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They curl into a ball. If someone is walking around self-conscious, nervous, worried about the world, they'll try and protect their most valuable position, their heart. So they'll curve the shoulders round. They'll stoop forward in. They'll have their hands maybe in front of them. But if you hold that position for too long, again. The shoulders and pecs shorten, and they curve that in. So yes, you can do a massage and open them all out, but if you don't relate to them and help them release emotionally and get over the and, and overcome the insecurities and the fear and the anxiety, they'll just go back to that position. So yes, you can massage them, but you've got but the root cause isn't their posture. The root cause is why they have their posture, and you have to address that. Otherwise, you're wasting their time and they're wasting you're wasting their money. Yeah, you can see them every week for the next five years, but why would you want to? Well, yeah. yeah why <laughs> Other would... than the money. Yeah. Other than the money. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. This is this is actually blowing my mind. Okay, and my last question, because this has been a powerful hour. Um, if any of the listeners out there are hearing what you're saying and would love to see if Tuna is for the... Tw sorry, Tuna? Tweena is for them. <laughs> <laughs> either receiving it or indeed learning it what advice would you give them okay so first and foremost um you don't necessarily have to go for a chinese therapist i sometimes get funny looks just when i say i'm a chinese doctor seeing as i am not chinese <laughs> um go for a therapist who is of good reputation they may well be your local um chinese shop because they, they do have a, you know, acupuncture and tweener within those shops However, I have been to various places and partly to try out the competition and also because I wanted a massage. And they're not always taught the traditional taijutsu. They're not always taught the power generation. So you, you can say, you know, can you go a bit harder? Can you go? And anyone who's been to a, a spa, again, lovely and relaxing. But when you actually get a knot you want to get worked on, they don't have the power. And I'm, I'm afraid I've, I've ruined more than a few people's um, experiences of, of, of spas because now they, they refuse to go because they don't do anything. Uh, or they're, they're not as effective as we are. That's, sorry, that's unfair. unfair. <laughs> they're not as effective as they could be in releasing knots and tensions. So make sure it's a good reputation uh, as a therapist. Um, doesn't have to be tweener, you know, sports therapists and other, th other therapists still... Um, get good result they of course they do yeah there is no one therapy or therapist that is, is is effective indonesian is a fantastic treatment as well um tweener sports massage uh, all those kind of things you don't necessarily have to go for someone who is 
going to throw you around the room and break you because people say, oh, harder is better and stronger is better. Not necessarily. Not if you can't walk for three days and you tend, you create more tension and more pain as you know, repairing from it. It's too much. Yes. Equally, yeah. the other end of the scale is if you're just being stroked with oil, that's not going to get the knots out of your shoulder. I'm sorry. Um, and so, yes, I mean, I, 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 it doesn't necessarily have to be the big guy. It can be the, the, the small lady. I've been to Thailand and had a Thai massage and I had a, an 80 year old lady hanging with talon like fingers off my traps on my shoulders. Um, so yeah, it doesn't have to be about size okay. as long as they are good quality and good technique. Um, and yeah, if you don't like them, if it doesn't feel right, stop going there is always more therapies out there there's always more therapists out there find the one that you engage with you feel they feel right to you and they're effective they listen to you they validate you remember they're there to treat you you're not just another number on the on the board you are you are their client so you are there to be validated and you are there to be healed and helped not just doing a routine of a back routine and a, a back massage, the same back massage they've done on everybody for all week or for all month or all year. Love because that. you are not the same as the last person. You're not the same as the next person. You are an individual. And it's only fair and right for ourselves, our own self-love and our own self-worth, that we be treated. That is amazing. Thank you. Because that's what I'm hearing a lot of. Like, I think, especially people who go through the hospital, they're just, if they're going in for their ankle, they're giving uh, exercise sheet for like the back and stuff. It's like, well, this I'm not affected in my back. So why, why am I getting exercises for my back? So that's brilliant. What you said there is to like, you know, you are the client and they need to be looking after your needs. There's, there's one I'd love to add in there, which is a misconception we hear a lot of. You'll, you'll get a lot of people and they'll go in and they'll say, I've got problems with my calf. And you, the therapist might say, your calf is weak. Or they go in for weak hands and say, my hand is weak. Unless that muscle is actually atrophying and dying and you know their, their skin and bone, the muscle isn't weak. It's very likely it's tight. If that muscle is knotted and you know 50% of that muscle is knotted up, you only have 50% capacity of your strength, of your movement, of your range. So by doing, and most times they'll, they'll say, oh, your muscle is weak, you need to do strength exercises. But what does that do? It makes it tight. Yeah. It makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> so people who go in, when you hear those, when you hear those words, your muscle is weak, it's only weak because it doesn't have the capacity because it's tight. Massage it, get it loose, get it relaxed. And then suddenly you'll, you'll find that bodybuilders will start beating their personal bests and people range of motion. They're suddenly, they're suddenly getting stronger. I haven't made you magically stronger. The therapist has just given you back your innate muscle capacity that you should have had all along, but it was tied up in knots and tensions and pain and emotions and life. Oh, my goodness. Amazing. Thank you so much, honestly. This has been – I'm going to have to listen to this a few times to take it all in, but you are it's so knowledgeable. Thank you, Andy. Ten years in this big brain of mine. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels good to get it out a little bit, doesn't it? Release it a little bit. I do enjoy – I'll admit it's entirely selfish. I do enjoy talking about it because of that response. Because this is these are not perceptions and ideas that are common knowledge. They're not commonly they're not out there. No. And yeah. most people will most people will go on saying, "Well, my doctor says I need pills, and my physio says I need to do stretches, but I've got side effects, and they're not working." But if that's all that people think that there is out there, they will lose hope. And 
you know, that's the that's the definition of depression. Is de- depression is living with something else for so long, such that you have given up hope. You've lost the fight. You've lost the will. You just you have nothing left. Exactly. And so, by sharing these perceptions, and and what I love is what you're, what you're doing in in this and your other show exactly. is hopefully giving people back hope that this isn't all there is. Yeah. It's not painkillers and stri- uh, painkillers for the rest of your life. It's not surgery necessarily. Unless that joint is physically shattered and broken, you don't need surgery. It can very most of the time be repaired and be eased yeah. because it's normally muscle tension and emotional tension or something's out of alignment. That can be fixed without surgery in, in hours yes. rather than months. This is what I love about the whole TCM concept and everything is that like you're literally empowering people to fix themselves and saying, yes. you're not broken. You can do this. Yes. Because we don't do, we, we are not healers. We do not heal you. We trigger the points from, just as like I say, Chris said, we trigger the change. Oh, I like, I like, I like the word catalyze. Again, my chemistry side. We, we catalyze change within you and then you go and run with it. We could do one, I've had a lady, I did one session on her. She was overweight. She had no energy. She had um, underactive thyroid. She had a whole host of depression and emotional issues. I did one session of acupuncture on her. Six months later, she was gym trim and fit, had more energy, sleeping better, and her thyroid had corrected itself. My God. I did one session, but she spent six months using that catalyzation, that trigger to change her life. All I did was help her get over the hump, help her body get over the hump to be able to run with it. Amazing. Amazing. Honestly, people need to. Where can they find you? What gym are you working out of in Redditch? So we work out our, we are Total Therapy Redditch. We were um, going into Total Healing Arts. We work out of the Fit Club in Redditch at the moment. Um, we are available on Instagram and Facebook um, and our direct numbers as well. So we're always on those. Um, yeah, that's the main ones. Yes. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Andy, for your knowledge today. Thank you for having me. And hopefully we will get you back for a little bit more. I want to dive into this ET a little bit. I know I'm on the course, but I, I'd like to speak to somebody who's, uh, you know, been there, done it, and is actually working with people. So amazing. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Thank you. You've been listening to a Total Therapy Training Podcast where you've joined me, Sarah, on my journey through traditional Chinese medicine. We hope you enjoyed the show and we hope to see you next time for even more incredible information.